Uh, you're on the sport with Jack, Was and Alex. 28 minutes to 7 o'clock. Sports, it, sports better this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. I'm a bit frightened at this computer. It's First of all, it was telling me, um, just before we went to the break, you were reading out those cricket scores. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was telling you the wrong scores. So they were 3 for 3 or it something. It was 3 for 3. Months. I was thinking, what are you talking about? It's, they're doing well. Would have been amazing. The stars haven't bowled that well in years. <laughs> get hold you on. Come on. So, get hold you on. You're right. Let's, let's stop this. Uh, yes, as I said, 28 minutes to 7. Uh, Australian cricketer, champion of um, Australian sport, test cap number 394, um, personal hero of mine, oh. and that's Brad Hodge. G'day, Brad. Yeah, g'day. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining us, mate. How did we find you? Are we uh, watching the Stars um, play at the minute, or are we just about to tuck into some dinner? <laughs> I must admit, I watch enough cricket, and uh, <laughs> I can't say that I'm tuned in at the moment. This was... <laughs> I was caught in the moment of getting the kids dinner and uh, and we'll see what's on TV after that. But what is the score? Don't tell me they're three for three. No, they're not, unfortunately, <laughs> Hodgie. It was a technical glitch. The six is a one for 21 stars. Uh, went out for, well, not one out, three for 139 after their, um, their innings. So not too shabby batting from them. Right, who got the scores? Who, yeah. who got them? Who got, who got um, hang on, what have we got here? Who got... Uh, yeah, you caught me off, caught me off guard there, Hodge. Sutherland, fifty-seven no, no, off fifty balls. She did well. Right, uh, yeah, I was, no. I was going to ask you though. Um, how have you found the the media so far this year? It looks like you've been enjoying yourself up in the box. Yeah, it's been good actually. Um, I mean, you know, it's 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 a challenge when you got so many games of cricket on the weekend. You're trying to cover it all, but it's been uh, yeah, good product. I'm just happy that. Yeah, the WBBL has been up and running. I thought the Australia versus India uh, women's series was a really good one. And, um, you know, good that the weather's staying clear down in Tassie as well. That's a bonus. I must admit this. Really rare. Yeah, very rare. Um, But all in all, it's an exciting summer, isn't it? We've, you know, we've already kicked off in the female space. And, you know, when England land here for the men's series, well, it's going to be a ripper. So, yeah, a lot to look forward to. Hodgie was here up in the commentary box over the last sort of uh, year, 18 months. Who's the most important that you're keeping in contact? Is it Punter for his uh, wines or is it Richo for his horse tips? It's a good point, actually. (laughs) Um, Yes, I would say probably Richo's probably giving me a little bit more than Ricky has. Um, Yeah, I think you've got to play 100 tests I reckon to get in Ricky's top 5 of donating wines out so I'm not there yet um, <laughs> no, Richo, Richo's, Richo knows Richo, what he's talking about Richo's really really good so um, yeah he's he's good for a few tips there's no doubt about it so also the boss Chris Jones is also handy for a few tips as well so oh, very there's nice. a few punters knocking around I'm, I'm not a big punter myself um, but they sort of convince you to jump on board, if you know what I mean. Yep. Like, come on, Saturday, there's nothing else to do. Let's just get on the stage. <laughs> I say, well, your program is called Get On, so let's do it. Why exactly. Not? Now, I want, you, I want to just set the scene here for a question for you. Uh, I'm down at my local Basie Park Cricket Club, Thursday night training. We've done all our stuff we've had to do. It's 8.30, we're beers in, and we've called a lock-in. And we go to about midnight and we start talking about Hodgie. This is a few years back. And we all start getting upset. We start getting shitty that Hodgie isn't playing in the Australian team and he didn't get his crack at it. And we love him. And what from that, what do you 
want to be remembered as on, on, as a cricket wise because you were stiff and everyone loves you. Yeah, well, shit, I must admit, that's probably about 10, 12 years ago now. So if you're still having lock-ins considering my past form, then... Uh, well, you're 2020. 20, you were still the 20... Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Your best 2020 uh, cricketer going around there, and you still couldn't get a game for Australia. Um, yeah, look, what are you remembered of? Like, for me, it's just... Uh, just someone who actually had a crack and was good enough to play for their country uh, in all three forms. Yep. And that's probably about it. I mean, anyone can judge or question whether you're good enough or, you know, like you didn't get enough opportunity. But now I look and I think, yeah, probably I would have liked a little bit more opportunity, more so for, you know, the Victorian public who was starved for many years of, you know, good players. You know, we had Dino there and he probably played 50 tests too short as well. Uh, Matthew Elliott was a gun player. You know, we're talking about batsmen. In recent times, we've had some really good fast bowlers in Sitz and Jimmy Pato, but all in all, it's been slim picking. So, um, mate, what I want to be remembered by, it's just a dude who loved to play cricket and was good enough to play for his country and, you know, no more, really. No, I hope that doesn't disappoint you. No, no, I was good. I hope you're hoping for much. I've, I've answered this question so many times, and it changes every year. Yeah, I'm and sure was was hoping a bit for, for a bit of poetry there, Hodgie. But yeah, that's maybe, all right. maybe if you said was I shitty when I like got dropped, I can tell you that my Nokia 3210 at the time. Uh, I was standing on the corner of Devon Street and the Penn Highway when I, when I got the call from the selector. Yep. My 3210 ended up on the other side of the pan highway. <laughs> Thankfully, at the at the time, I actually had a pretty good arm and was good enough to throw it over the top of the cars. And it got the side. So, yep. Yep. yeah, I guess I was pissed off at the time, and it probably took two years to sort of get over that. You know, it's dramatic, you know, like mm. it's, it hurts. Well, particularly so, for someone like yourself, Brad. I mean, you you did everything possible. I mean, there's lots of bad luck you can have in injuries and, you know, sort of bad form and that. But you didn't have any of that. You just had a wall of grunt cricketers in front of you. Yeah, but I think you can take solace in that, you know, to know that, you know, there's other gun players around me that, you know, I look at Martin Love, for example, who, you know, was just a phenomenally excellent player, um, elegant to watch, gun player, gun record for Queensland and, and you know, it was starved of opportunity. There was there was a few of us. Mm. Um, but also, yeah, when I look back on it and to think that the effort that I made to try and break into that side initially was a fair effort. Yeah. Um, and I think you can't sort of take that away that you know, unfortunately it didn't last that long. Um, and I guess that Look, the drama is that you, you probably put together a CV which you thought was good enough to play a bit longer. Yeah. But other people, unfortunately, didn't see it that way and they make their decision and you move on. Do so you invite them around for dinner later on in life? Shit, no. <laughs> um, but that's life, you know, that we all get judged from time to time. We actually, we get judged every day. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, for me, the blessing was that I got an opportunity to play some real good T20 around the world make an impact, you know, make seven and a half thousand odd T twenty runs playing for, you know, different different franchises and and I think that was beneficial. It was fun, it was enjoyable and um, you know, it made me love the game again. 
Well, that, that was the thing. I mean, it's during your time when you were dominating the Sheffield Shield and all that sort of stuff, Australia could have put together about three Test 11s and beaten most of the world. So, and... Yeah, well, just... It's interesting, isn't it? Just before I got picked, um, there was the Australia A versus Australia in the yeah. one days, you know, like Hayden and Blewett and uh, whoever else, Paul Rifle playing against, you know, Australia. And... Mate, they only won by a handful of runs. You can see how close the competition was, and you're right. You know, we could have filled another another 11, which would have been competitive all around the world. So it's the timing, you know, it's the way I look at it. I was privileged to play six tests, and in those tests was Langer, Hayden, Ponting, you know, uh, Simons, Gilchrist, Warren, McGrath, Lee, I mean, really, do yeah. you want to play with anyone else? No. Probably not. So it's pretty spectacular when you look at it back then. I was just going to say, um, Hodgie, you said before that you, you didn't have the cricket on and you're not watching it all day, every day. How do you enjoy it as a spectator when you're not working, um, covering games? Like, how often are you sitting down and putting the cricket on? The cricket's always there. There's no doubt about that. It's always on. If there's sport on, it's on in the house. It's uh, unfortunately the wife's got to put up with that. There's not a lot of joy in her life. She's, she's an artist. Not, she's not the sporting beast that I am. But you're always you're always on to it. Like the first thing you do in the morning is you wake up and you check in and quick info. Then you check in at cricket.com to see what scores have happened overnight. So. I don't think it ever, ever disappears um, because it has been a big part of your life, right? And there's still people who you've got good contacts with and good friendships that are still actually playing. So, um, you know, you want to you want to keep an eye on that. The other thing is as a broadcaster, especially across the female game, is that you have to know all the players and you need to know how they're going because, you know, you're front and centre. Um, it's your job, your role to make sure that you... Uh, well and truly prepared for calling a game and know who's playing and how good they are. Yeah, how have you seen the the female game sort of grow since you've been around, uh, I guess, probably watching a bit more of it? Um, There was a bit of discussion about more tests during the multi-format series. How do you sort of see that? Yeah, I don't think that's the way to go, to be honest. I I think the game's grown immensely and the skill sets have just taken off. Like, the batting is, is... really good. The fielding in itself is amazingly skillfully better. And the bowling as well. So, yeah, the skill set of the game has gone through the roof. Um, in terms of should you play more test cricket, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Everyone wants to play test cricket, but my firm belief is that the product, the shorter game product is such a good product that that as a viewer, that's actually what I want to see. So I can't speak for anyone else, but for me, like watching the girls play T20 cricket is really, really interesting, and I love it. It's pretty cool. So um, I think uh, you know one or two test matches are really good because you get to see you know that aspect of it. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, right? There's aspects of the male game which is completely boring as well. Yeah. So it's not. This is not a female versus male comparison. I'm just saying that. The product, what the girls have created, WBBL and international cricket, it's bloody good. So, and it seems to me that the shorter it is, the better it is. Now, we're looking forward now to the uh, men's T20 World Cup. 
Uh, how are we looking and is there a breakout player, maybe not from us or somewhere else that you know of, that's going to take it by storm? Yeah, how are we looking? Um, oh, look, I think pretty good, actually. I, I think that, you know, there's a few, few concerns with some form up the top. Um, you know, Davey's struggling a little bit and Finchie had that knee surgery, so... They're probably the only two concerns. Uh, I like the move at Mitch Marsh to number three. I reckon that's a real strong, powerful uh, place for him to bat. And it looks like you know, he's taken that on board as well and did really well over in the West Indies. So that's a good role for him. Um, and the spin department in Agar has been really good. Zampa and, and Maxwell, I think that's important because it looks like the wicket's going to die and going to turn. So... It'll be a challenge for us, but if we got the side to win, yeah, I'd no doubt. And keep an eye out for uh, Josh Hazelwood because I faced him in T20 about five years ago, right? And it was a nightmare. Like, he was hard to play. And because he didn't get many opportunities to show his skills in T20, you know, he didn't really get a look in. Then he went to the IPL, plays, you know, 10 games, kills it. Yep. So watch out for the selection of Josh Hazelwood. I reckon that's going to be an important factor for the Aussies. Nice. Now, I did just think of something that you are remembered by. Double um, century against South Africa? No, no. Okay. The big chest, mate. I'm doing push-ups every day, and I'm not, I can't get anywhere in that area. You're a, you're a barrel. How many, how many do you work out? Oh, you know, I'll do, I'll do a mid-set. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and get 100 or... So if I can get 50 out in a go, but I reckon you'd be doing 200 in a go. Um, yeah, I reckon I could. I've, tried. Um, I'm a, I've been on a bit of a fitness kick lately, so that's probably why... I, I'm not sure whether you're talking about in past history or now, but um, I put it down to the chicken, believe it or not. So... When I went to England when I was a youngster, um, because I ate chicken every day and went to the gym every day, I, my, my theory is that the, the chicken, which has a natural lifespan of 14 days in England, because <laughs> I was eating the chicken and then pumping weights, it was acting like, uh, you know, like um, steroids. So it all went from a pex. That's why I reckon I got big pecs. So, anyway, there you go. I've, I've, I've never looked into the, you know, the whether that's affected any other people around the world eating chicken every day. But you're, you're lucky you're on Yarra Valley FM, mate. The, the headline's not going to be Brad Hodge admits to taking steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've never done that. It's probably, as I said, it's whatever they put in those chickens. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is back in, you know, 1992, so who knows what went into the chicken. <laughs> it's like the same, wasn't it? What Warney put in his, in his milk or something? Anyway. No, what Warnie did, yeah. No one would ever know that. But, no. um, yeah, he's, he's was, he says he's completely innocent, so... Um, take the man on his word and... Take the man on his word. The king can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, that should be able to... Now, Hodgie, we've got a lot of things in common, and I'm talking a lot. One of them is barracking for the Mighty D's. Um, tell us yeah. about your grand final experience. Well, it's probably pretty crappy like everyone else's, right? I was yeah. stuck in lockdown and watching it on the TV, so... Um, it was a bit of a shame. Having said that, though, like, I'm sure, if, like, as you, when it hit that sort of 16th minute of the third quarter and you're like, shit, things aren't looking really good here. Um, and then about ten, eight minutes later, we just jumped around doing cartwheels around the house. Yep. Um, it was a pretty special eight minutes. 
um, to get the monkey off the back. Like, I'm really proud of all the people at the club and, and the efforts the players put in. And, yeah, the community, actually, there's a lot of, you know, red and blue around the around the joint. So, you know, even though we're in lockdown, it was a, it was a good, fun time. And, um, yeah, the Ds are pretty red hot, weren't they? Oh, certainly were, certainly were. But, uh, yeah, and we are going to catch up with a Melbourne player tomorrow, so that should be fun. Who you, who you got? <laughs> well, I thought we were going together. He tries. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, well, yeah, no, I'll leave that to you, Ryan. Okay. With all due respect, I'm not sure Adam Uze wants to have a chat to, you know, like, he, we're there to chat as past professional no. athletes. <laughs> Fair enough. And Jack's not that, that's for sure. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about how many push-ups we can do on the day. Fantastic. Now, also, I just want to clear up one thing, because um, we also went to the same um, high school. Um, there was a big um, uh, big uh, building over the road from St. Peter's College, um, the Mintone Hotel, or affectionately yep. known as the Edgy. Did you hit a ball over the top of that? Didn't hit the ball over the top of it. I actually hit it, so I hit the window. Hit the window, right. Did yeah. the window break? So had the folklore actually changed dramatically over time? Like, I finished in 92. Yeah, well, I started so in when 01. When did you finish? I finished in 06. Yeah, so maybe the story had grown a little bit by yeah. then. <laughs> well, that, uh, but All I can tell you is that if it actually went over the like the pub, I'm happy to stick with that because that'd be a shit hot awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I liked it. I liked that the team at St Peter's created this notion that went over the pub. Yes. Well, uh, it, well, by now, I mean, it's been nearly 14 years since I was there, so it could have been on the beach by now, so... It could, we could well say that. There was a little hut down there, a little hut yes. on, the, on the mentor. We could say it actually physically landed in there. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's sure go with that. I'm not sure if you've ever walked out, like as a cricket lover, I'm not sure if you've ever walked out, because the, the, the angle of the pitch is actually a really weird angle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you see where the pub is in relation to where you bat, uh, at the chapel end, like to hit the pub is a really was that where it was? Shot. Like it's over extra cover, yep. more towards point. Um, yeah, like I can talk you through it, but yeah. it's probably taken an hour because it was that special. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear it. Oh, you've only got ten minutes, though. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. No. Like it's um, like it's one of those shots that you play actually in T20, which is really rare. And you hit it over extra cover for six, and you go, "Wow, that's a quality shot." But um, yeah, man, it was good fun. Like I just wanted to hit it, and all the boys said, "Can you can you hit it?" I thought, right, I'll take that challenge on. Let's go for it. So um, yeah, it was part of the fun. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. No, yep. Your um, your legend at the St. Peter's College is uh, is growing, no doubt about that, mate. Um, it's been great to chat, buddy. Um, Absolutely. Absolute honour for me. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. No, it's a pleasure. Hope you had a good time.